your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to Wednesday. It's a Wednesday, Lacrosse Talk PM. Uh, Mitch Reynolds going to join us in a couple of minutes. He's running for mayor, if you haven't heard. He used to do this show. Uh, tomorrow, Vicki Markison will join us after her son's soccer game. I believe she's at a soccer game at 4. Uh, hey, we're playing sports outside. Awesome. <laughs> 608-785-7914 is the talking text line. If you want to ask Mitch a question, feel free. I will say uh, Mayor Tim Cabot had a PIFA's news conference uh, about an hour and a half ago. It lasted lasted about 45 minutes. And it was on in the studio, but we were kind of doing a bunch of other stuff. So didn't listen. Didn't listen to it all that detailed yet. So I'll have to break it down a little bit. And um, campaign finance numbers came out to do today as well. So decipher those. Got to break those down. And we can ask Mitch about them, right? Like, hey, Mitch, where did you get this $65 from? <laughs> but before we do any of that, hey, the mask mandate's all done. And we we don't have to worry about wearing masks. Oh, wait, we probably do. Um, the, the Wisconsin Supreme Court struck down the mask mandate today. Uh, right in time, right in time is, uh, you know, maybe maybe wait. Maybe a month, two months would be a better time to do that. The, the I think the GOP-controlled legislature, the, the idea here was that the governor can't, we can't let, the governor shouldn't be able to do this for this long. These things need to go through the, the legislature. So if that's the case, then the legislature should have had some legislation ready to go to redo the mask mandate through them, if they care about that at all. But they don't. So now, and whether <laughs> whether or not that's... The, the, what happens now is the onus gets put on all these individual businesses to maintain a mask mandate to keep their... A mask mandate, a mask policy in their stores to keep the workers safe. And... That's just not, I mean, I don't, we've talked about this before, but the idea here that uh, at least at, at least when it was the governor's orders, you could point to the governor and go, yeah, sorry, sir, you can't come in, you can't come into this store without a mask. It's our, it's our store policy. It's not our store policy. It's the, the governor's orders throughout the state of Wisconsin is that everyone indoors needs to wear a mask in public spaces or, and it's our policy as well, indoors, right? And then at least those workers can point to the governor and go, yeah, stupid governor. I don't even like masks. I don't want to wear them either, but it's the policy and I don't want to get fired. So if you could put a mask on, it'd be great. But instead it's uh, repeal the order and then don't have one in place. Uh, the Senate leader, Devin LeMahieu, said he applauds the court for ending the constitutional crisis. The decision upholds the separation of powers and the rule of law, core principles of our state and nation. Again, uh, this is about repealing the mask mandate. 
So just think about like what that is, the mask mandate. Think about the words mask. Just think about the word mask while I'm reading this. Senate Senate leader of Wisconsin, Devin LeMahieu. I applaud the court for ending the constitutional crisis. The decision upholds the separation of powers and the rule of law, core principles of our state and nation. The governor's repeated abuse of emergency powers and pervasive violation of law had to be stopped. Today's ruling vindicates the legislature's role and will expand freedom and opportunity for Wisconsinites. As we work to fully safely reopen our state, we trust our residents will follow CDC guidelines when appropriate, get vaccinated when ready, and always employ common sense. What none of that says is that the Supreme Court overruled a mask mandate. He didn't mention the word mask. Why? Because most people agree we should probably be wearing masks. Most people that have jobs that go and and have to deal with customers don't have to do that here. Uh, But most people that have to deal with, you know, retail work, restaurants, they have to deal with people wearing masks. And they would much rather be able to point to a a rule that isn't the company, but the the state, a mandate per se, or federally, if we wanted to do it. Um, But no, so so he just doesn't mention mass mandate. And if this was about governor's powers and abiding by CDC guidelines, then the legislature could just roll out the mandate. Roll it out. Sign it. Senate signed. Assembly signed. Governor signed. I better get done tonight if that was the case. But that's not going to happen because they don't care about the mass man. They don't care about that because the easiest thing to do is, hey, we're free. We can do whatever we want. F the mass. We'll just hope that people. I don't know if you ever. If, I don't know if you've ever seen some videos on the internet or experienced any people going crazy outside of a grocery store or something when they don't get to come in. Uh, because we've all seen that if we if we if anyone's been out and about uh, the crazy person that refuses to put on a mask and gives hell to the person making ten bucks an hour standing at a door at a store trying to tell people can you please wear a mask it's actually my job I get paid you know ten dollars an hour to stand here and hand you a mask it's not my policy it's the store's policy now because there's not a state policy. Yeah, super fun for those people. I applaud all of you that don't want to wear a mask that give uh, the $10 part-time worker a a hard time at the door. You guys are the real heroes in all this. All right, Mitch Reynolds coming on in just a couple of minutes. Brad's got to do the news first. We'll be back. All right, welcome back to the Crosstalk PM. If you want to get in here, you got a question for Mitch. Mitch Reynolds running for mayor, 608-785-7914. Uh, also, <laughs> we can we can call it the Rick's Dog Rescue or Rick's Rides. I don't know which one you want to call it, Mitch. <laughs> Multiple facets of this show. If you have a stray dog in Houston <laughs> County, you'll have to call me because the Houston County Sheriff isn't going to do anything for him. That's from a Monday show, anyway. Um, yeah, different show. Different, different show. show. That's Monday uh, Humane Society's talk uh, or Animal Talk with Rick. Um, all right, so we're less than a week here. Then uh, is this is this like? Are you nervous? What What's going through your mind as we, we get closer to uh, April 6th being over finally, probably? That's probably the feeling. Uh, yeah, a little bit. I, I guess I'm not – well, it's hard to put a really a description on it so much. I was – you know, it's funny because you – just as an aside, just the dog conversation and um, in Rick Rick's rescues or whatever it is you're calling yourself now uh, for your dog. Uh, we got uh, my opponent, uh, Vicky, and I were in 
a, uh, a forum for Lincoln Middle Schoolers today. So Lincoln Middle School in La Crosse, and uh, the student, uh, I guess the student council there hosted a forum for the, the mayoral candidates, and uh, it, it was it was uh, it was nice. It was actually the last, the very last one, and um, it it was uh, it was great to be a part of that, and also great to get a question about our pets <laughs> because. <laughs> Because it's so much nicer to talk about our pets than about potholes. It really is. So I got an opportunity to talk about my uh, two little furry friends, and uh, it was great. So I just—I was thinking about that when you were talking about your uh, your um, your rescue efforts of the stray dogs in Houston County. Who? Because uh, I have a couple. Who, I have a couple stray dogs. So who wins that so. debate between you? Have a couple. Of, I call them kick me dogs. I know one <laughs> of them is a kick me spin moves. I know that one is well. If you still have that spin one, moves, yeah. um, yep. and yep. and I guess I haven't met the other dog. But uh, did Vicky? I mean, who wins that part of the debate? I we didn't get to witness it. So I, I mean, you're going to yeah, say I you really, won. I mean, it's still. I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure that. So the thing is with Vicky, I think I think one of her cats actually made an appearance on a debate. Oh, uh, and and my dogs have not been part of my debates. They haven't jumped on my lap. It hasn't been part of these debates at all. So I think I'm a little bit. I think I'm a little bit down in that one. I think she may. She's got cats. I got dogs. I'm surprised. Uh, that, you I'm know the bit. way the way cats are. I'm surprised they didn't just jump on the keyboard because that's how they like right, to sleep on right computers. Yeah. Um, and then yep. dogs. Dogs are always barking in the background. I have like two promos with Mayor Tim Cabot and uh, his. His dog, dog, one dog, Pablo, is always in the background. I'm like, hey, who, what's Pablo barking at? And, you know, just kind of a funny, uh, you know, I'd rather talk about that the, the whole show. Hey, Mayor, let's talk about Pablo this entire – maybe Pablo. we'll do that. Maybe we might do Pablo that on Monday. Well, if I become Mayor, Lenny and Quigley will be the uh, will be the dog. Um, and, uh, you know, they'll be making appearances. So yeah, we'll I wonder what City Hall's policy is with uh, with pets. Probably probably not. Whatever, whatever, I, Rick, whatever <laughs> I decide it's going to be, all right? So let's see, let's make that let's make that abundantly clear right now. If I want to change the policy on pets at City Hall, guess what's going to happen? Would it be an executive order? Is that what that would 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 you have to do? Uh, yeah, something? pretty much. Yeah, pretty much an, an administrative decision, executive order kind of thing. All right, let's let's uh, by work. The way, everyone what? bring your dogs in. I mean, <laughs> you know, canine units—they got their dogs. What? Yeah. Well, let's do this in a government fashion. So, let's say you actually wanted right. to do this. Yep. You, you would yep. it, would it literally be called an executive order, or would it be called something else? No, I think it would have to go through buildings and grounds first, and I'm not exactly sure what that process would be. Frankly, at this point, I mean, I can't actually do that. I can't actually say I'm bringing my dog <laughs> into City Hall. Um, that's not actually something I could do. Um, by um, yeah, well, no, I it's wanted not to... something a building buildings and grounds would have to uh, vet it first. I it's not. I don't think it's a policy that the city council would have to weigh in on. No, that's where I wanted to go. It's committee week here. The judiciary committee would have to take this up. It would be uh, one of the 35 things on the agenda with 12 PDFs attached to it. Uh, one of the yeah, PDFs would, would be, be... It would be finance and personnel, probably, okay. actually, because it would probably be personnel in relation to... Well, maybe not. Uh, yeah, I guess I actually don't know. That'd be... Routing would be... Uh, that'd be a question mark. That's for sure. But yeah, there would be PDFs involved. Yeah, you would have yeah. to download PDFs. I would download a PDF, city, and it would just website. be yep. it would just be Quigley. <laughs> it would just be a picture. It'd be his a picture of Quigley. Yeah, it wouldn't yeah. be a JPEG. So, it would be a it would be a PDF. It'd be a, a PDF with a yeah, and it'd be like a 
with a yeah pin, and there'd be a picture attached to it. But uh, yeah, I, I, and and Rick, I we we just need to fix that. We need to fix how people communicate with City Hall. Uh, there's got to be some change there. We can't be people can't have transparency in relation to City Hall if when they are trying to figure out how to um, understand what's going on with um, a, a um, you know a uh, like the uh, on Division Street, the uh, apartment building that uh, that the JNA approved last night. We we can't. We it's got to be something better than people going to the website, hunting and pecking, trying to figure out where things are, and and then downloading a PDF and then going through all the attachments and and and, and spending hours and hours understanding how situations like that impact their neighborhood. It's got to be better than that. So I mean, just a picture of that building. You want question mark yeah. and then you hit yes no somewhere yeah, right. that that yeah, lives somewhere. on the right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All caps. Yeah. There you go. Um, well, Mayor, Mayor Cabot, and I said before the show, I didn't get to listen to the PIFAs to talk, but he, he did send out a press release and it, and it's pretty, you know, it's got, it's quite informative, but at the end it's, it's signed, uh, Pam Kastner. And then under that, it says super pair strategies, LLC. So I don't, I have no idea what that is. So yeah. we, did we just hire a, 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 a press release firm? Is that what we did? Because then we can no, just do that for all city council I stuff. Think, I think, I honestly, I'm not entirely aware of what this, is other than it's possible to you know uh, right. the the firm that they're working with to address the PFAS issue. You know, Tim, uh, the mayor is trying to get the DNR to essentially shoulder, help shoulder this burden. Yeah, and there's nothing. I mean, and that's reasonable. The, these this is not this should not be the city's burden alone. We I mean we definitely need to make certain that those. If, if this is the responsibility of the city, we need to make certain that people have that have have drinking water, and that we we absolutely need to understand how far these contaminants have gone. It's 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 at the at the end of the day, everything is connected, and the contaminants that we're talking about, these PFAS contaminants, are if, if they're they're going to be if they're not already, at some point they're going to be in our water system. Where how how do we remediate? All of that requires testing and proper data analysis, and we have to do it. It's, and, and so the, the current mayor, Tim Cabot, his, his uh, push, and I, you know, this is not just him, but it's, it's the current policy in City Hall, his push to get the DNR involved will help move that process along, uh, and I'm completely supportive of that. I think the DNR is in a, a, a great position to, to help us gain some understanding of where these contaminants are, how far they've spread, and what we can do to stop them. That's Mitch Reynolds. He's running for mayor. Elections Tuesday. And uh, you can early vote through Friday. I think you mentioned that a couple days ago. When you, uh, But uh, we can early vote. Somebody said, if you're going in and, and voting, why is it absentee voting? Or in-person absentee? And I had to explain, well, yeah. because you're not going on Tuesday when the, the election. It's yeah. kind of one of the greatest things. Like, oh, good. I can go to City Hall you know, at my leisure over the next couple of days and, and vote when I want. And, and uh, I don't yeah. know. It is. It is. It's nice. I would like it to be better. And I've talked about this, about increasing voter access, because it's and it's great that we have the ability to vote ahead of time. State lawmakers have tried to curtail this before. They have, you know, they, they have reined back on when you can vote ahead of the election, when you can be, how, how long you have to be living in some place to be considered a voter, 
uh, you know, taking your ID, all those things. State lawmakers have really tried to make sure that as few people vote as possible. I'm interested in making sure that as many people vote as possible. And so it, I, as much as I love in-person absentee voting in La Crosse, I would like to see us expand the hours. I would like, like us to, like to see if it's possible for us to use the Southside Community Center and the Northside Policing uh, uh, Center to possibly use those as spaces as well. And we should have absentee ballot drop-off boxes in other places besides outside City Hall. Let's just do those things that uh, make sure that we are, we are doing the utmost to fulfill our responsibility uh, uh, to secure the most sacred part of our democracy, and that's making, making sure we have a fair and accessible voting process. Yeah, that we we can in four years we'll be using that that old firehouse on the north side. I feel like yeah, like we're yes, gonna we need will. yes we will because yeah. I don't I don't think we're yeah. selling that to a business at this point. I don't know. Well, I, yeah, who knows what that's gonna bring? I mean, you bring up firehouses, but we have obviously fire stations are throughout the city. We have four fire stations throughout the city. There, they are. There's someone at those fire stations constantly. They are wired into a city network. There's no way that we can't utilize those fire stations to be uh, to in some way. And I don't. I'm saying the one that maybe, I'm saying the old one that we're going to tell me. Maybe somebody's going to tell me I'm wrong here. And that's <laughs> that, that's a possibility. But can we use those? Can we use those to make sure that we can increase voter accessibility? I believe we can. Maybe we can't. We'll see. No, people are going to get run over by a fire truck as soon as there's a fire call and be waiting to get in. And I'm, I'm saying the old building, the old north side fire station that we're no. trying to replace. Yep. I mean, if that that might be a community center for all we know in a, in a year from now. Who knows? Yep. Yep. Agreed. Yep. Um, all right. So caller waiting. Number three is waiting on hold here and bring him on. Number three, you're on the air. Go ahead. Number Good three. Good morning, fellas. How's it going? Good morning. <laughs> yeah. I'm up for all day. Anyway, Mitch... Yep. We hear about everybody saying we got to do something for those people up on French Island. Well, yep. talking don't get nothing done. I mean, uh, why don't the mayor or the city council just figure that we screwed up and start running water pipes up there for those people and figure out how they're going to pay for it later on? Yeah, I, the, water, I, the problem ain't going to go I, I, away in six months or in five years. Mm-hmm. Now, if you ever have problems with your well up on the north side of French Island, then you're really going to have problems, right? Yeah. I, we have, of course, the city has a well. Thanks, uh, by the way. Thank you for um, that that question. Uh, the city does have a well on the north side of that has tested positive for PFAS. But I think the city has three wells altogether on French Island. Uh, I might be wrong about that. It might be four. But I think I, I'm sure there's three. Uh, they've all tested positive. Um, it seems like the most logical method for getting water to the people uh, in on the in the town of Campbell on French Island or really anywhere in the, in the city of Cross. Obviously, people on the Comus already have city water, but it seems the most sensible thing would to get city be city get city water out there. I, I don't know what the cost of that is. I'm not sure. I would have to we'd have to get a study done to see if that's the most reasonable way to to uh, achieve that. But we have to remember, as as a obviously there's a cost to infrastructure. There's going to be a time to get all that done if it needs to be done. Key things to remember are that we have to if the if the people in the town of Campbell resist that, then we have to come up with a different solution. 
and then we have to get these other people on board, like the DNR, other partners on board, like the DNR and, um, you know, EPA. But we also have to consider that, um, that uh, you know, this is going to take a while. We need to address clean water problems first. And the last thing is that these are forever chemicals. They're, they're, they're following the flow of the groundwater, and eventually they're going to wind up in the same sand aquifer that we, the city of La Crosse, gets its drinking water from. So we need to understand that we need to figure out a remediation problem, not just for the town of Campbell, but for everybody, for everybody, for all of our neighbors, for all of our family members, for everybody within the city of La Crosse and everywhere else. This is not anything different from what all the other communities that have been affected by this are doing. Um, it's, it's a challenge. It's going to take some time. It's going to be difficult, and we need to, we need to work together to, to, to achieve results. Yeah, I have a feeling, and i got to go to break here, but I have a feeling that yep. maybe we, we spend all the money, let's say, for infrastructure to get city water to French Island, and then a year after that, after however many millions that would cost, oh, by the way, all of the city water is contaminated with PFAS, too. I have yep. no idea if that would be possible. but Exactly. That has to be something that we take into consideration. Are we looking at a, a immediate gratification fix, or are we looking at a long-term fix? And I think that that has to be considered as well. All right, that's Mitch Reynolds. He's running for mayor. We're going to hit Scott's comment in the news. We're going to talk about campaign finance for a little bit when we come back right here on Wisdom. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. Mitch Reynolds is on with us as we get slowly, I feel like we're creeping uh, towards the mail. Towards the mail, towards the mail-in voting, towards the uh, election day. But uh, Gary Podesky, Mitch, did text in. He said he's taking his puppy to City Hall, so who can say no to a puppy? Yeah, right. Yep. Um, and he mentioned there are three wells. 23, 24, and 26 are the ones that must oh, be yeah. the city-owned. That makes sense. Yep. That's what I thought. Okay. Um, and Greg texted in, uh, what's your top issue uh, with lacrosse, uh, and do you have a proposed solution? Uh, just do you have like top issue? What's the number one? Like what? Like Losey's speed limit? We're going to get that back up to thirty-five. Uh, I think that that's really going to be it right there. I mean, uh, do you get all it. the Losey votes if you go. We're going to make the speed limit thirty-five, <laughs> except for the one person whose house is crumbling. No, I think the people on Losey. I think if I just tell them it's going to be fifteen, I think we'll be fine. Yeah, and get all those Losey votes. No, you say Vicky is making it fifteen. You just oh, you yeah. have some. <laughs> I heard a rumor. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, there's so many there's so many issues that we have to face within the city of La Crosse. I mean, one of the key things that I think that we'll be focused on is how the city can help people recover from the pandemic and the recession and then distributing the federal stimulus dollars to do that. And there's so many different avenues to do that within. And that's not only uh, small business grants, but also uh, the rental assistance that's part of the stimulus. Homeless assistance as part of the stimulus. There's a lot of stuff there. It's it's a tremendous amount of, you know, the federal stimulus package was huge, frankly. And uh, we need to be able to utilize that to not only plug the holes that we have now, but invest in our infrastructure for the future. If that money, the money is there, we need to use it. We need to invest in our community. And that's what I plan to do. So that's like the, the number one thing that that, that the, the next mayor will, will be working with is making sure that we're utilizing 
those funds and finding ways to recover from the recession as quickly as possible. And, and that includes not only our businesses, but primarily the people within our community and neighborhoods and how we can best address those needs. Do you it's feel like absolutely essential? Do you feel like the uh, we haven't had a pandemic, so I understand that that's new. But sure. like uh, the the problems that caused the pandemic that that are now a burden to the city, but we're getting this federal stimulus money. Is this all kind of new? Will the city council have to figure? Hey, you know what? We haven't had to deal with this at all. We're going to have to really sit down and and grind out uh, how to you know how to, how to get applications for this stuff and how to vet a lot of this stuff. Yes and no. I mean, we had, if you recall, in 2000, well, I guess 2009 is when the last stimulus was. I mean, there is a protocol in place. Uh, so we do have we do have a, a template to follow in some ways. It's going to be a little bit different, but I don't think we're going to have to reinvent the wheel here. I think that we've got, we've got uh, processes in place that we'll be able to use. All right. So uh, between now and Tuesday, are you going to have any more like yep. free cookie events? Because I missed the first one. You know, yeah, uh, I, I don't have any free cookie events planned, but had I known you were, had, you were desperate for cookies, I would have worked something out. So yeah, I apologize for that. Um, all right, so the campaign finance numbers came out, and this isn't the, yeah. entire, this isn't the entire block of the, the run, right? This is just the, kind of like the latest portion, like through February, February 2nd, up till, till about a week ago, I think. I think that's mm-hmm. how that works. Right, so tw- yeah, so it's, uh, up 22nd. until March 22nd, excluding the, uh, uh, the, the, well, the previous filing, basically. Yeah. Now, when you see these numbers, yeah. so uh, 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 just very general, Vicky Markison's raised, I think, in this se- in this section between February 2nd and March 22nd, uh, just over $3,600. You've raised uh, just over $20,000. Do you just, come on, come on, guys, what do you, do you get pissed? We're $16,000 behind. I don't know. No, not at all. (laughs) No, I'm really happy about the support that we have gotten and and how uh, that support has come from just people within our community, just people that are sending in ten dollars and you know twenty five dollars and and are I think you know if you I I I actually wrote something about this, but if you if you kind of you take out the big rollers like my mother in law, (laughs) uh, (laughs) who's one of my biggest donors and uh, uh, Dick Record who was uh, another uh, of my top donors and my buddy out in Seattle. If you take out those uh, and my treasurer, um, our big, our, like our average donation is less than 40 bucks. And so we're, we're really, I hate to say grassroots because it's kind of cliche, but that's exactly what we are. You know, we don't have, we don't have the big developers and we don't have the big bankers and business owners like my opponent does. Uh, what we have are people that are, are they're looking for uh, real solutions to improve their quality of life for them, for their families and their neighborhoods. They want to focus on the needs of those who are the most marginalized and vulnerable in our community, which is what our campaign has been focused on from the very beginning. And uh, I know that I know that the big developers in the city of La Crosse aren't going to love me. I understand that. I understand that the the old money crowd in La Crosse the Clearies and the Gerards and all those who, who donated to my opponent aren't going to love me. I get that. That's fine. Um, but I'm, and I'm still going to be the mayor for, for everyone in the city of La Crosse. But I, I am proud that I have a donor that gave $5, a $5 donation. 
I'm now, proud of the number of $10 donations my campaign has received. Now, when so, uh, not at all. You could look at these. You could see who it's. It's kind of a weird thing, but I guess it's transparent, yeah. right? Like there's there's a balance here, but the the whole having the the entire person's address on here is kind of weird. But um, but when bit. you when you go through this list, and I don't know if you really break it down, but and you see William Staub, four dollars and eight is somebody somebody that you know, and be like, come on, Bill, four dollars and eighty cents. What are you doing, man? You just go. You see him, you know, at the Y one day, and you're like, four. Really? That's all you what had? Are you doing. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what that's for, honestly. I don't know if that was he just like had an extra four eighty that he had to give. I don't how does he know. give that? I don't. How does he give four dollars and eighty cents? Like uh, it just slams uh, it on the table. Yeah. <laughs> like he just here's a change of my here's that's a change in my got. pocket, Mitch. What do I need? What kind of paper milk do I have to fill out? This is what I got in my ashtray. Here you go. Good luck. <laughs> Yeah, and and I I feel like I I haven't I'm just scrolling up and down I haven't seen one much more than a thousand a thousand maybe was there one a little bit more than a thousand dollars but that's it is that the limit is it is there a limit at thousand yeah, dollars I don't I don't know honestly I don't know exactly uh, if it, it's I think the limit the number that we got from City Hall was a thousand twenty six that was the number they were going with okay and it's two two percent of the city population. Uh, it's not the same rule for organizations and for individuals. And if anybody gives over that, uh, we, you know, we have to obviously refund that because some people did uh, dick record, by the way, he <laughs> 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 gave us too much money. Uh, so we have to refund him. But, uh, well, otherwise, you... yeah, I, I, roughly what we were saying is like, you can't get more than a thousand dollars. So my mother-in-law who is among my biggest donors, obviously, um, yeah, she gave a thousand dollars, and uh, again, uh, you know, we'll go through the list. My buddy out in Seattle, my treasurer, uh, Dick Record. Um, yeah. Well, what's funny is is <laughs> Dick gave you the thousand twenty six top, you know, top of the line. That's as much as. Then he gave me a thousand twenty six to give to you, and you'll notice I'm not on this list, and I just kept it. And he doesn't know that, and I I don't think he, he left just, just before, so you just kept that money. <laughs> yeah, so I don't think you he's put home that yet. In your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's the right, Rick. Honestly, it's the right thing to do. Yeah, I mean, I got money. you I, take that money. <laughs> yeah, I, I got a new pair of shoes and yep. uh, some other. Good, good, good for you. It was like it, you know, it's like my stimulus check. It's it's just another stimmy check. It's exactly like your stimulus check. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you actually learned from a campaign finance report. It really just says that these, you know, we have a certain certain types of people or certain people. Not types of people, but certain people that give to one candidate and certain people give to another candidate. Yeah. And uh, you can tell that there's obviously you recognize the names on on candidates uh, campaign finance reports, and you can say, well, a bunch of progressive activists on Mitch's report, and a bunch of business owners on Vicky's report, and then let's go from there. I don't know, but it doesn't mean that much, really. It just means that we have. You know, there's different people who support us. That's I mean, really, at the end of the day, that's all it comes down to. And you're really kind of hoping too that you. I mean, aren't you really hoping if you just seen like share thousand twenty six, like if it just just her name on there, somebody like that? I don't know. Share. I don't know why. I picked, it'd be weird <laughs> I because wasn't, I, I wasn't sure if I caught if I caught that right. No, yeah, no. I I, uh, I I think that um, I'm trying to think like what would be a great campaign donor. If somebody showed up and donated a thousand twenty six, and it was, I'm trying to think who would be really. I don't even know, man. If Matthew, ah, no. Well, who's a who's like a um, 
I, I try to think of like I a sports, know. a popular sports figure from lacrosse, you know, but I'm just drawn like the, yeah. there was a catcher for the Brewers for a while. I don't know. Um, but he was on the lacrosse game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure. I mean, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, uh, uh, people in sports don't get involved in politics, obviously. Yeah. I'm not sure what that would be. I'm not sure if I had like a surprise donation that showed up there. Yeah, I mean, like if Matt Thomas's name was on there, that'd be kind of cool. He's like Matt a Houston, Thomas. Utah Jazz. Matt Thomas was like, yeah, he was. Like, you know what? I want to get involved in the in the in the race for lacrosse mayor. Man, I'm going to send Mitch Reynolds a check. <laughs> That's very obscure because he's like an Onalaska native that was playing for Toronto. Or he was, and right? then they oh, couldn't. Like, what did well, he get traded to Utah or something? Well, they were playing in Toronto. They were from Toronto, but couldn't play in Toronto because of COVID. So they were playing in Tampa yeah. Bay, and then he gets traded to Utah. Utah, but Utah right. has mountains that look like bluffs, so uh, Grant made oh, that yeah, joke the other day. That's it. That's it right there. Yeah. So, there we man, go. Uh, we're getting a lot accomplished <laughs> here. Um, you you mentioned that you had a quote-unquote debate with – is it Logan Middle Schoolers? Is that what you said Lincoln. earlier? Lincoln, Lincoln Middle, Middle It's not really – it wasn't really a debate. Yeah. I'm, you know, we're, we're both answering questions at the forum. Well, they asked you, – you talked about they asked, like, the pets question, but I feel like that was – that's probably the most – one of the most relatable questions. But uh, did, they, did, sure. their, did their forum – did they actually give you a pretty good – where you're like, wow, the Wisdom crew didn't give a question this good. Well, you know, the great thing about Lincoln Middle School uh, questions today is that they were very broad. What would you do? You know, so the question is um, – and, and so it causes you to – to be able to or have to really think a little bit more about uh, about how you're answering the question. So the question today about um, how would you, as mayor, how would you impact the lives of, of you know middle schoolers? Essentially, it's, I'm paraphrasing. I don't sure. remember what yeah, the question yeah. was exactly, but it was something like that. It was very broad, and so you know you have to. The, the challenge was to break that down into an answer that is not only uh, something that addresses the question, but is, is you know, also in two minutes long, essentially, or well, however long our questions, our answers were. Um, not drag it on too long and just try to try to explain how you think city, how I think city policies are going to impact uh, the lives of of our uh, whatever twelve to fourteen year olds or eleven to thirteen year olds in the city of Lacrosse, and so it's it's things like that where it was a little more, and, and it was you know really the best part about this conversation was just having the conversation with kids in middle school. It's well, just the best. I was thinking like a conniving politician here. You would say something, yes. and I don't know if the parents get to see or hear this. Either you would say Probably. you would you would actually just be talking to the parents. Yeah, I'm going to make and whatever the parents you'd think, whatever you think right. the parents would want to hear. Or you say something so like so awesome that the kids would take that message home to the. I can't yeah. believe Mitch. You know what Mitch Reynolds said, and then you try to throw Vicky under the bus with the kids a little bit, so they're like, "Oh, that Vicky, I don't know about her." But Mitch, you know what Mitch said? Longer recesses. We're gonna have longer recess. You know, I don't just you do the yeah. whole city council yeah. talk, but longer recesses, less homework. I don't know. You go down that road, man. They'd love you then. Yeah, but, but they're not voters. We so. no. <laughs> we have uh, depending on the debate in the forum. Um, and this is one of those where they're, they're a little bit, fr- it's a little bit friendlier. It's just a, it's a very informal forum. And, um, 
yeah, we're we're really just it's less about <laughs> throwing each other under the bus. No, I'm just... really just about answering questions about kids who want to know, um, you know, how their how uh, how their lives are going to be improved, I guess, by the next mayor of the city of Lacrosse. What did you think of uh, the whole, you know, two things going on here, the, the, but the, yep. the whole mask mandate got repealed today. And I started the show talking yep. about how this yep. puts the onus on the, you know, part-time worker standing at the front door of whatever business you want to talk about, trying to, trying to talk, talk to the person that doesn't want to wear a mask anymore. Cause I feel like store yep. policy is going to continue with the mask mandate for a while or their own mask policy for a while. I think some will, I think some will just not uh, just because it's too much of a hassle. Uh, I, I, boy, I, it's, I, it's, it's, it's a reasonable and right thing to do when you look at what's happening in Spain and look what's happening in other, uh, other European countries as well. And, and look what we're already seeing a surge in cases in states that have rolled back, uh, restrictions already. I, I just, it doesn't make and, and, and okay, fine. The Supreme Court overturns the mask mandate, and uh, and so we no longer have this mask mandate in place. But how is it not a reasonable thing to just throw on that piece of cloth on your face to go into Walgreens to uh, get your toothpaste? Tell me how that's unreasonable. Tell me in what way I'm ruining your your life by insisting that you do that. And I guess I don't, I don't understand why it is. And I understand the fatigue. I understand that we don't want to have masks on our face anymore and that we want to make sure that we're living our lives and we're being free and all the other, all the other things that I've heard. But we're still at, I don't remember what the percentage is, but it's like, I think 20% have vaccinations at this point. Just over 20. We're near, yep, nowhere just... near the point of herd immunity. We have a much, much more hostile variant that's making its way through the United States. That's about a quarter of the cases right now. I just, I, it doesn't, I would just ask folks to really think about the 540,000 people or so that have died because of COVID and ask themselves if they can't just wear a mask for a little while longer. Just do we, it for a little while longer. We just hit uh just keep it going. We just hit thirty percent as a state first shot and eighteen percent second shot. But that's all the time I got, Mitch. But uh thanks a lot okay. for joining me and we'll maybe we'll talk to you on Wednesday uh next week. We'll yeah, see. I look forward to it. Thanks for all right, thanks. That's all the time we have for today. Thanks for listening. Vicky Markison tomorrow.